Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Obi Abuchi, who is a coach, transformational speaker, and the CEO of Core Leaders International, a consultancy obsessed with helping leaders grow in the area of personal mastery. For more than two decades, he has been fascinated by the difference that truly effective, inspirational, and transformational leaders make to those around them. In today's episode, we talk about his latest book, Leading from Your Core, The Path to Becoming a Purposeful, Courageous, and Resilient Leader. This book teaches you the secret of effective influence that begins with mastering yourself and channeling your ego in the service of others in order to help in a way that is deeply purposeful, authentic, and courageous. Welcome to Lifeology. Hi, James. Great to be here. I am looking forward to this. That was a huge mouthful for me to say, but that does not (laughs) even encompass all the things that you do. So I'm just super excited to have you calling in today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really great to be here. Yeah, thank you. You're, this is going to be a great talk. Now, how did you even know that you had the skills and the mindset to be, to talk about effective leadership? Yeah, it, it's a great question. I, I've got to start from a, a, something that happened when I was 18. I was, uh-huh. a mentor of mine gave me a copy of Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits mm. of Highly Effective People. And it blew my mind. I wasn't thinking about leadership then. I He actually only gave me a copy of the book just so that I could become more disciplined. I was a typical 18-year-old, <laughs> lots of passion, but not exactly super disciplined. But that book just gave me this incredible foundation yes. for understanding the importance of developing oneself and what I've come to term leading oneself and personal mastery mm-hmm. in particular. And, and that's really where the trajectory of learning more about leadership and developing myself and de- developing others came from. So I'd say that's the that's genesis amazing. of it. 
That's amazing. It's so funny you say that because I remember at university, for one of my classes, we had to read that. And everyone in the class was like, no, I don't want to read it. And so it's so funny you say that because here you are, your, your personal mastery or discovery. And here I am trying to find the cliff notes to read it so I can pass the test. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. I read it years later, but you had the journey way before I did. And you were so successful. I'm like trying to cheat my way through it. <laughs> it's just <hysterical. laughs> it, it was oh such God, a good one. I ended up making so many notes all over the place. But um, there you go. I should have borrowed your book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now you've been doing this now for 20 years, I mean, obviously many years before that, but just really delving into this. Wh- what was the overall, what would you say, and we'll jump into the book in just a second, but what would you say sure. is the biggest discovery that you learned about yourself when it comes to leadership? Ooh, totally putting you on the Yeah. <laughs> um, so about myself, uh, the, the, the reason that I'm so excited about it is and passionate about it is because I've observed so many people along along the mm-hmm. way and influ- leadership is this incredible opportunity to influence so many people right for the greater good and and make a difference um what I learned about myself from seeing other people in particular was there were two ways that people lead. People lead either by virtue of their position and their authority and their mm-hmm. superiority and their intelligence, and that's how they try to get things done. And it's very much sort of brute force. And then I see the other camp of people who lead by virtue of their character and their values and their principles. And I remember having this really profound experience shortly after I graduated working with a leader who was incredibly intelligent, but would really tear people down. And that for me was a moment where I realized if I ever had the opportunity to lead people someday, then I'd want to do it differently. I'd want to lead by virtue of my character. And yes, I have the position and the authority and all of that, but I wouldn't want that to be the the main vehicle that I use Mm -hmm. to influence influence others, but that it would be my character so that I could go beyond just getting people to do what I say, but really Mm -hmm. have that loyalty and win hearts and minds. So that that for me is uh, probably the thing that stands out the most. Wow. Was it Maya Angelou? Uh, the great Maya Angelou, and I'm totally going to butcher this because she's so, so <laughs> she speaks so well. She says something uh, to the effect of people always remember, people may not remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. And so mm-hmm. that's one thing, you know, that leader there, he, if he tore people down, that's how they felt. So they remember that. And then that all of a sudden creates a, um, a disalignment, if you will. And all of a sudden, those people who were following him, all of a sudden, that, that chasm that's been created, so now all of a sudden, they don't want to follow him. And all of a sudden, you've created that rift. And unfortunately, if you're the leader, then you've now taken the culture and changed the culture. And all of a sudden, there's divisiveness between between him and the, the followers, as well as perhaps that could cause or so dissension in other aspects of the, the followers as well. A- absolutely. Yeah. And then the very thing that you want people to give their best and bring their discretionary effort and bring the best of their motivation and talent and ability. You don't get that. What you get is mm-hmm. people that are present and and doing what you say out of fear, which limits their thinking and, and their ability yeah. to really give their best energy. So I, I'm all about 
trying to help people unleash more of that potential that is in them. And the way to do that is to create an environment that helps them feel psychologically safe and able to yes. give more than they even realize they're able to. Yes. And, you know, as you were saying, when you're talking about the, the leading from fear, or, um, following from fear from a psychological approach, and we know the fight or flight, we know what that, what that is. So the fight or flight, what happens Indeed. for people who, who know more about this or want to learn more about this is when you have so much cortisol in your body, then you're hyper-focused on fleeing or fighting. And so when that happens, all of a sudden, you're, the creative aspects of your body, of your brain are now limited because you're now just trying to flee or get away or to defend. And when that happens, everything just shuts down. So if you are in a hyper, if your person is in a hyper-chronic state of fight or flight based off of a, a leader who who um, leads with fear or some type of intimidation, then unfortunately, like, like you said, but from a psychological approach, all of a sudden your creative aspects are gone. The dopamine has been decreased. Uh, the norepinephrine, mm-hmm. which is another neurotransmitter that helps you really focus. It's not necessarily there because now you're just trying to get the heck away from this person <laughs> or away from this environment. And then that, that's once again, causes the burnout because people don't have the energy to be able to maintain and to be able to move forward because all of that energy is used to protect themselves. I, y- I love the fact that you share that, right? Because it's a way of helping people understand that this isn't just soft, fluffy stuff. This is Mm -hmm. real. This is rooted (laughs) in science and our physiology and, and the way we are on the inside. And so it's really important for us to be in tune with how our, our body works and what does it take to get the best out of our minds and bodies. So yeah, that's great. Exactly. Well, in your book, Leading from Your Core, The Path to Becoming a Purposeful, Courageous, and Resilient Leader, what happened in your life that you said, I want to write this book, or this, the world needs to l- learn more about this? Mm. <laughs> um, t- two things. So my first book was called The Magic of Monday, and I wrote that as a, a way of helping young people and young professionals in particular discover a, a fulfilling career. The this book, I wasn't anticipating that I would write it, but unfortunately, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's about seven years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And she so was sorry. one of thank you. She she was one of my uh, just greatest advocates. I think that mm. the book, as I said, was written for young professionals, but I think she probably bought thousands of copies for young kids <laughs> and, and toddlers elderly people I think she bought it for yeah. everyone but um but as her memory steadily declined over the years she would constantly say to me Josh is patiently waiting and what she meant was the character in the book because I'd written mm. it in the form of a fable was called Josh and she was saying hey Obi, you know get on and write your next book get on and write your next book and mm. at that point I was big into leadership and but I'd had some challenging moments and failures and and near and well seasons of depression and and even yeah. almost suicide at one point mm-hmm. and when I was going through one of my darkest periods as a leader trying to launch a, a business I I realized that I was trying to control so many things around me. I was trying to control Mm. the market. I wanted to control people. I wanted to control clients. And and I came to this, a a deeper understanding during that period. Some people attribute this quote to Aristotle, but I think he said, the hardest victory is over self. Mm. And I realized, Obi, 
you can c- try and control everything, but the reality is you can't. The only person that you can really control is yourself. And actually, that's harder than you think because sure, I've got to be in touch with what are my real values? I've got to be in touch with what are the beliefs that are holding me back? I've got to be in touch with the challenges that are emotionally taxing, relationally taxing. And I just came to this, it almost circles back to some of the stuff that I read in Stephen Covey's book that, Obi, you've got to make sure that on the inside, you are as healthy as you need to be. Mm, Because when life squeezes you, what you're like on the inside will come out. And if there is fear, if there is this um, uh, a doubt, if there is just all the, the ego inflation within you, then under pressure, the facade will disappear and what you're real? like on the inside will come out. So for me, that it was so important to uh, share that for leaders and, and others around who I know experience the tremendous pressure mm-hmm. and challenge that leadership mm-hmm. Uh, brings and I, I wanted to write something that would go deeper uh, than just sure. the vision and how do you uh, lead people and give feedback, but how do you make sure you put your oxygen mask on as a leader? And, and that's really what's at the heart of this book. I love that. Thank you so much for your authenticity and transparency. Because I, I really you, you normalize that so much because I think so many times people think of a leader as someone who's already on the other side of the mountain or you know always on the on the on the, the mountaintop. And I know for me in my own mm. life, it hasn't always been that way. <laughs> you know, life, life mm. comes and goes. Um, situations happen all the time. And so one day, one day you're on, on the, like I said, on the mountaintop. Other days you're in the valley, mm. but it doesn't change your purpose. And so if we allow external circumstances mm. to define our success or to define who we are, then unfortunately we're allowing that storm, if you will, to, to move us to and fro without that rudder. And so the rudder is our tenacity, our resilience, our, our mm-hmm. understanding of, of self, that passion that we have that says, regardless of what life gives me, I know the direction I'm going to go. I may not know how to get there, but I know that I'm going to get mm-hmm. there. And so I think that's one thing that many people listening right now, I, I really want them to, to hear that, that we all struggle with things, but the, but the difference is mm-hmm. you have to just get up. If you just get up, if you stumble and fall, you just simply get up. That's the first thing you have to do. And beyond that, once again, you start again. And so that tenacity and resilience will always be there if you keep your eyes focused on the direction that you know your life is supposed to go. So true. Yeah, so true. And it takes the hard work, which is what I talk about in my book. It is hard work being really clear about who am I and what do I stand for and what is my sense of purpose so that when the storms and the difficulties and the challenges and and the pressures and the health difficulties or the pandemics, you know, all sorts of things that we can't anticipate. When they come our way, we're still able to stay focused on our true north and course correct if we've gone off track. So, yeah. I love that. And your first book um, you were talking about is for younger people or individuals, who is, the, yes. who is the ideal reader for this book? Once again, leading from your core, The Path to Becoming a Purposeful, Courageous, and Resilient Leader by Obi Abuchi. So uh, I, I would love to say every leader, in a mm-hmm. sense, should read this. I've really, that said, in the book, I make it very clear that not every leader will connect with it. 
True. And that's because I see there are two games that leaders play. One, one is the the ego game where it's all about me and what can I get and what can mm-hmm. I achieve. And those leaders will look at this and say, nah, I, I'm not interested in that. I just tell me how to you know get no. more out of and squeeze more out of my people. And I think, okay, there are some other books that can teach you that. However, the second game is is the service game. It's those leaders that are about purpose. They're about service. They're about contribution. And they want to create an environment where their people thrive, not just in a sprint sense, but for the marathon, Mm -hmm. that they thrive Mm -hmm. for the long term, that they get the best out of all of their people. Their people remain resilient. They remain resilient. Those are the leaders that this book is for because... It's about helping you do that in a way that is truly holistic. And so anyone that falls into that category that has responsibility for people in organizations and communities, then this book will help them. Excellent. I, if I remember correctly, there's about, there's, you interviewed about 60 people. Is that about right? And in that they talked yes. about the highs and yeah. lows, then there are very, a lot of vulnerable stories about themselves and real authentic stories. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I thought I could, I, I could have just written this, and it's it's Obi's story, and and that's it. But I, I wanted to help readers connect with the reality of this, and I interviewed leaders all around the world, you know, the states, Asia, UK, Africa, and we talked about resilience. We talked about personal mastery. We talked yeah. about the challenges of leadership and, and what leadership is. And they all shared various uh, stories um, straight from what I say, the battlefield and the line of fire. Uh, there sure. were some sobering stories. Uh, I remember one leader sharing about someone in his team who sadly committed suicide because mm-hmm. of all of the pressure Sorry. that he was facing. And it was just yeah, you know, I'm not not trying to be overly dramatic about it. You know, that wasn't a story for everybody, but it was just this reminder that leaders have this a lot on their plates at any given time, and that is taxing emotionally. It's taxing relationally, mm-hmm. and so really important that we have those release valves that help us to Certainly. know when the the read the warning signs of what's going on um but there were also some you know some incredible stories of leaders who get up and have some incredible habits like gratitude for example that they consider a superpower that helps them to really give and have this incredible perspective about what they're able to do in their day so lots of exciting stories lots of sobering stories but I think lots of inspiring stories that will help people really uh, get a sense of what this looks like practically to really mm-hmm. lead from the inside out. That's great. And you, it sounds like you have a full spectrum of all different people at different levels of, of, their, of their leadership, um, their styles. And so that is, that's really good because somebody, one of the readers, is going to be able to connect with at least one of the stories from the people that, that you wrote about or that you interviewed. Yeah, I, I think so. They, I, I don't describe all of their different levels, but there mm-hmm. are everyone that's read the book so far said, you know, the stories were so helpful, just getting pe- different people's perspectives on the the six core elements that I talk about in, mm-hmm. in the book. So I think well, let's talk about those six core elements. Readers. Yeah, let's talk about those. What are they? Sure. 
So, well, CORE itself stands for, an, it's an acronym for uh, clear values, an optimistic mm-hmm. worldview, uh, rewarding habits, and empowering beliefs. So it's about knowing what you stand for. It's about having that mm-hmm. mindset that the glass is half full rather than half empty. And the rewarding habits, most people might think of that and immediately think, oh, is it about eating or is it about working out? No, I'm talking about the mental habits, the attitudinal mm-hmm. habits, those internal habits of of vulnerability, of rest and renewal, of uh, gratitude yes. that really help us develop an internal resilience. And then, of course, empowering beliefs. You know, Do I have beliefs about people? And, and beliefs are quite a, an interesting thing because a belief doesn't have to be true. It's simply Correct. something I believe that is true, right? And a lot of atrocities have been committed simply because of what people believe, but also great mm-hmm. things have happened because of what people believe. And so leaders really need to examine their beliefs. And then the other two elements are what I call the currency of leadership and the heart of leadership. And the the heart of leadership, if I start with that, is uh, stewardship. Uh, Not not seeing that, hey, I I own this business and I own my people, but but actually I'm responsible for this. And I want to make sure that my people are at their best and this organization thrives way beyond me, even if I founded it. Because the reality is, even if I founded a business, I can't take it with me to the grave. So it's much better to have a mindset of a stewardship, of stewardship. And then the, the the currency of leadership is character. Mm. That as a leader, that I have this character, not just performance character, but moral character. And you talked about Maya Angelou earlier on, right? Just such a great point about people may forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And so what is my sense of compassion towards my people? What's the, can they look at me and say, yeah, I want to follow him or her because of his or her character uh, that has been forged through the challenges and difficulties of life, right? So those are the, the six core elements that I, uh, unpack in the book and bring to life and help people discover how they can integrate those into their lives. Wow. That is, that's, I love how holistic that is because, you know, um, what, what I always teach is as well, I mean, to piggyback off what you're saying is how you start your day is indicative of how your day is going to go. So for me, I always look at, I, I break my, my life down into spirit, mind, and body. You can call it id, ego, super ego, whatever you want to call it. But for me, I think, okay, James, you're going to be using your, your mind all day. So let's do something where your, your spiritual part is now going to also be augmented that day. Your physicality, the physical part is going to be augmented as well. So I make sure that if one element of my life grows, the other two also have to elevate as well. Because we've all, we've all been to the gym before and you see that bodybuilder has a really big upper body and a really skinny chicken legs. And you're like, what is that about? <laughs> and that's kind of what I think about when it comes to self-development. If we're not proportional in our, in our presentation, our, our thoughts, our spirituality, our uh, belief system, whatever mm. that is, it will come out in a different way. Did you know this? And many people don't. It's, I was, one of my uh, previous guests told me this, but did you know that the antonym or the opposite of the word belief is actually truth? So if you look in your dictionary and you look up um, belief and you look at the antonym, the opposite word, and it will say truth. And so that kind of piggyback out of what you said, that just because we believe something doesn't mean it's true. As we have one mm. facet of our knowledge that we says, oh, mm. this, this must be true. 
but when you get the full expansive or full all the the uh, comprehensive aspect of what it is we're going through, what we know, all of a sudden that little belief that we had now all of a sudden is not true because we see it in a bigger picture. And so a lot of that comes from perspective. And as we know, perspective is usually comes with time. But when we have that self-awareness in our life, all of a sudden when something happens, if I feel a spike of emotion that pops up, let's say it's anger or it's something that seems slightly disproportionate to the event, more than likely my belief about that is not necessarily true because my reaction is not equal to the event that's actually taking place in front of me. So that's one a tell that a lot of people can have is as soon as I feel that, I'm probably going to overreact because this is how I feel. So in psychology, we teach that whatever you think about determines what you feel. What you feel determines how you respond. And so if you all of a sudden have that spike of emotion, probably thinking about something that may be a little too, um, maybe too focused on something and not really getting the bigger picture. So all that to say, I, I really love the, the, the components that you have with it when it comes to, to your book. Um, there's so many things that we can talk about. You know, what, one other thing I want to say is just going back to the whole belief system as well. Sometimes we don't realize that what we were taught as children manifests. So for example, if anyone listening or watching this right now, if you do something silly that you're embarrassed about, what is it that you tell yourself right away? What is that narrative that pops up? If, if for example, mm-hmm. if I'm like, James, you're so stupid. What is wrong with you? Or you're so ugly or you're so fat or whatever it might be. That unfortunately is a, is a phrase that we were taught as kids. Doesn't mean people actually necessarily said it, but we told ourselves that and that crystallized. In other words, it became part of us. So then we reinforced it every single time we did something silly or something we were embarrassed about or some type of failure. And so if we're not aware as a leader that that crystallized mantra keeps being said over and over again, then that permeates the foundation of who we are. And then all of a sudden, as I'm leading, if I do something silly, then all of a sudden I feel silly or I feel dumb or I feel whatever it is. And then that unfortunately yeah. comes out through my leadership style and that can perhaps cause fear or cause um, insecurities with the people who are following me as well. So anyway, lots of things there from a psychological approach that completely connects with what you're saying as well. So I am just super excited to, to be able to talk with you about all of this today. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, so much there that you've just added that absolutely complements that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, our time is up. We, you and I literally could talk all day. <laughs> we really <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> if my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, Leading from Your Core, The Path to Becoming a Purposeful, Courageous, and Resilient Leader, where would they find this information online? To get the book, they can go on to Amazon, type in Leading from Your Core, and, and they'll uh, be able to get a copy. I've got a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon that's called Leading from Your Core. They can follow that. And also they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Obi Abuchi, or go to my website, www.coreleaders.co.uk. Awesome. Well, my listeners also know that if I cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Obi Abuchi's information. Obi, thank you so much for your expertise. I really appreciated your time today. Thank you, James. Uh, such a joy to speak with you. Thanks for having me on the show. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, 
visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.